Greetings, passengers. This is your control tower at NorCal Intergalactic Starport, reminding you that this episode of Call Sign Nerd is brought to you by listeners like you, our supporters at Patreon. If you'd like to be a supporter of this podcast, cruise on over to patreon.com slash nerd and join our crew today. Thank you. And now, prepare for your blastoff. On this voyage of Callsign Nerd, we'll be making stops at one more reason to never be anywhere near Godzilla, how author Terry Pratchett is still making headlines despite being currently incorporeal, and a board game you can actually play without wanting to strangle your relatives, and many more. So while my dad is looking up the word incorporeal, we've been cleared by the tower and our jump drive is hot. Callsign Nerd is ready for launch. Well, greetings to all you sentient beings, and on behalf of all our crew today, we'd like to welcome you aboard Flight 2103 of Callsign Nerd. It's Thursday, April 8th, 2021, and we'll be leaving Earth orbit in just a few moments, but first... I'm Captain Orson. And I'm Orson's dad. And we'll be your pilots for this episode of Callsign Nerd, your faster-than-light cruise through the best of this week's news and commentary from the worlds of spaceships, swords, and the supernatural. So, grab a spicy drink from our mechanoid cabin crew, set your tray tables to stun, and don't forget that in space... No one can hear you ask for more peanuts. So just settle in as we take the helm. And now that we're leaving Earth's orbit, feel free to take a good look out the port and starboard windows while Orson breaks down this week's points of interest. Dad, we got some truly stellar trailers this week, and that's a lot coming from a starship captain. You know, like, stellar? Like, interstellar travel? Because we're... Right. Good joke. We're all impressed. What did you find, Orson? Well, the one I think you'll be most excited about is the season two trailer for Star Trek Picard. Oh, nice. I've got some info here saying there'll be appearances from Whoopi Goldberg and John Delancey as their characters from The Next Generation, Guinan and Q, respectively. They even say there's going to be a bunch of time travel that might mess with The Next Generation's storylines. Whoa. No release date yet, though. We just know it's due out on Paramount Plus either late this year or early next year. That is cool. What else did you find? Well, speaking of time travel, the trailer for Loki also dropped this week and seems to have a bunch of time travel and dimension travel. Tom Hiddleston is returning to the title role and it looks like it's going to have all the fun and action Marvel fans are used to seeing from Loki in the Thor movies. Sounds like that's going to hit Disney Plus on June 11th. Oh, and Disney Plus is also getting more cool content this year. One of my favorite shows, Star Wars The Clone Wars, is getting a... Well, it's either the first spin-off or the second sequel, but either way, a continuation called The Bad Batch. Ooh. It's about this squad of specialist clone troopers adventuring across the Star Wars galaxy to solve a mystery only they can unravel during the turbulent end of the Galactic Republic. The coolest part is that it's premiering on Disney Plus on Star Wars Day, May the 4th this year. So, how about those trailers, Dad? I can't hear you. I'm already in line to see all of that. They're streaming. You don't have to wait in line. How do you fly a spaceship and not know what streaming means? Well, that's my dad for you folks. But now it's time for this week's sensor sweep segment. Tell the folks how it works, Dad. So each week, Orson and I point our sensors at media properties like TV shows, movies, games, or comics that just don't get enough love as far as we're concerned. So what's on your sensors this week, Orson? So this week, my sensors picked up a video game that just released for all platforms this week called Lost Words Beyond the Page. What? It's only been out a few days. How is that obscure? Hear me out. Not a lot of people heard about it because it was exclusive to Google Stadia for a while, which isn't a popular platform. It's won many awards already for its design, writing, presentation, and its family-friendly approach to complex themes. It's about a girl named Robin who is dealing with the passing of a family member, 
by writing a fantasy story in her journal. So half the game is helping Robin deal with real life, and the other half is helping her through her story, both sides helping her process her feelings. Its story was written by acclaimed author Rhiannon Pratchett, not only known for award-winning games like Bioshock Infinite and Mirror's Edge, but also her father, who was the late and great comedic fantasy author Terry Pratchett. She said that this game was partly about her own experience losing her famous father in 2015 and her understanding of fantasy as a way to comprehend the inconceivable. I think it's a very exciting concept with a beautiful storybook-like presentation, and I'll be picking it up for sure. Fair enough. I'm in. So, how about you, Dad? Well, on my sensors this week, I detected a tabletop board game originally published in 2009 called Castle Panic. Is that like Diner Dash, but for people who watch Blackadder? Uh-huh. Hear me out. Castle Panic is one of the most popular forms of a board game style known as a cooperative board game, where the players aren't competing against each other to win individually, but rather all of the players are competing cooperatively to beat the game itself. The setup is that all the players are helping to defend the noble castle in the center of the board from attacks by vicious goblins, orcs, and trolls that approach the battlements from the edges of the board. Players have to work together to get archers, knights, and swordsmen where they need to be to repel the nasty green besiegers. And if too many monsters get to the walls and get inside, the castle is taken and everyone loses. But if the players manage to destroy all the enemies the game throws at them, then they all win. The game is fast-paced and fun for kids as well as adults, which is a big plus in my book. As far as I'm concerned, the cooperative aspect of this game finally solves the conundrum that so often comes up at family gatherings, you know, where someone suggests playing a board game, but then one of your relations groan that somebody is, quote, too competitive, unquote, and then before long someone gets a Scrabble tile or a little metal top hat thrown at their head. Castle Panic also has multiple expansions for the original game and a version for young kids called, get this, My First Castle Panic, which is sort of a cross between Castle Panic and Candyland, and there's even Star Trek and Zombie Apocalypse versions too. Hey, that does sound neat. Well, that's it for this week's Sensor Sweep. If you picked up an item you think we should sweep our sensors over, message us on Twitter or Facebook at CallSignNerd or email your idea to CallSignNerdCast, all one word, at gmail.com. Be sure to include where you're from and your first name, including how to pronounce it, so we can credit you. You could be on the next Call Sign Nerd. And now, friends, when you visit as many alien planets and alternate dimensions as we do, we have to be able to communicate with all the beings we meet there. Therefore, we now pause for this week's edition of The Conlang Cabin. Greetings, lovers of fictional languages. It is once again time for The Conlang Cabin, where we illuminate another invented word or phrase from a fictional language, also known as a constructed language, or conlang. This week, we bring you a special double feature presentation. Our first item is from Navi, the language of the Navi people from James Cameron's Avatar universe. In Navi, the phrase for this week is well yati kameye, which is translated into English as I see you. This translation isn't fully accurate, however. The verb meaning to see in the literal visual sense is tsea. The verb kame, however, refers to the idea of spiritually recognizing someone and coming to understand them as a person. And it's more completely translated as comprehend or know. That brings us to our second part of this week's segment. Captain? Thanks, Dad. Our second item this week comes from the Mandoa language of the Mandalorian people from the Star Wars universe, which you may remember we presented before in episode one of Call Sign Nerd. Today's item is Ni Kartelikar, which is translated as I love you. This translation is similar to that of Well Nati Kameye in the way that the often cited translation doesn't get across its full context and means something very spiritual. The verb kartelir means to recognize in closeness or to know in one's heart as one would know their religion or cosmic certainties, as it comes from the root word karta, meaning heart. 
Mica de ligar and well natica meie are used in very different contexts, as the mandoa phrase is only said between deeply connected people in complete privacy, whereas the navi phrase is spoken as a positive greeting when meeting new people, but both tie together their respective people through spirituality. And that's it for the Conline Cabin for this week. Until next time, kapla! And finally, we come to this week's Deep Scan, where we ponder the obscure, puzzling, and incredibly nerdy questions that our fans raise about our favorite fictional universes. This week's Deep Scan was sent to us from an anonymous fan called Pacific Tim. Great screen name there. And it's from the world of Toho's giant-sized franchise, Godzilla. In case you've been living in a nuclear bunker since the Eisenhower administration, or you're under the age of 10, Godzilla is a dinosaur-like Japanese movie monster, also known as kaiju in Japanese, that's been stomping around the public's imagination since 1954. He's known for breathing atomic fire, clotheslining buildings and other kaiju with his giant tail, and roaring at the top of his lungs like he ordered a mocha latte, got a caramel macchiato, and now wants to speak to the manager. Pacific Tim asks us, since Godzilla is 400 feet tall and so loud, would hearing his roar kill you? Well, Orson, you did the research for this one. What did you come up with? Thanks for asking. Yes, I found that Godzilla only recently came to be 400 feet tall, as he was only 164 feet in the original films from the 50s. Only. Only. What a little baby. I did a little digging and found that the Japanese posters for Godzilla King of the Monsters in 2019 not only list him as 394 feet tall like Pacific Tim mentioned, but they also happen to mention that Godzilla's maximum roar volume is an absolutely atomic breathtaking 174 decibels. What? To get some context, if you were inside a jet engine at takeoff, it could only be one-third as loud as Godzilla yelling at you while pretending you're a microphone. <laughs> that roar is about three-quarters as loud as a pound of TNT blowing up five meters away. It's a shame you won't get to see a roar that awesomely destructive in Godzilla vs. Kong, which just came out this week. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I really hope at the end the two of them are just standing there all scraped up and breathing hard, about to have the final battle, when all of a sudden they hear like a whistling noise and they look up and there's this turtle shell with five jets of fire coming out of it, spinning what through the air. What are you talking about? And Gamera comes crashing <laughs> no, in. Gamera. Yes, Gamera. It would be rad and you know it. No, I don't think that the frisbee with a turtle shell that is friend to children and me would be any kind of awesome. Right, so the 200 foot tall monkey, that was fine as is the dinosaur wreaking havoc on Tokyo, but the, the turtle is where you draw the, the line. The turtle that farts fire and is friend to all children. Yes, well, I, I'm he, sorry. It's, he it's has lame. fire coming out of every hole. Supposedly <laughs> there's a nuclear reactor inside Godzilla, which can't happen. Just Give me this. I want this to happen. I'm more menacing after drinking a bottle of sriracha. I also fart fire, believe it or not. I, wow, that was way more information than our listeners needed. But in the out. meantime... In the meantime, if you'd like to have us explore a thorny topic from your favorite spot in the nerddom galaxy, let us know in an email. Be sure to include where you're from, your first name, including how to pronounce it, so we can credit you. In the meantime... Well, passengers, we're beginning our descent back to Earth in this episode of Call Sign Nerd, which is a production of Bearhaven Broadcasting. If you'd like to support this podcast, please look for Call Sign Nerd on Patreon and join our crew today. After all, jokes this bad don't write themselves. Call Sign Nerd has new flights departing every other Thursday. Until next time, I'm Captain Orson. And I'm Orson's dad. Saying live long and prosper, and may the force be with you all. Right, Dad? Engage. Ah, oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs>